Hi, word nerds. Welcome to another episode of The Dictionary, the podcast where Spencer reads the dic- the dictionary and uh, tells you some stuff also in his head. Um, so uh, there there will be no sound effect in this episode. I'm very sorry to tell you that. Um, I mean, that's a good thing though because this whole sound effect thing is going off the rails. Uh, I, I you know may- maybe we'll 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 adjust it. We'll figure it out. But no sound effect in this episode. Why? Because we have one word. We have the first form of one word. We're not even going to get to the other forms of it in this episode. Just because of the way the things go. Uh, But we do have some uh, pictures to talk about this one word. And that was not a proper sentence. But we'll get there. Okay. It's the word cross. C-R-O-S-S. People have feelings about crosses, and we're just gonna, we're just gonna take it. Um, well, you know, there's crosses, and then there's other. There's there's many many definitions for the word cross. Maybe you didn't know that, but uh, yeah, we're we're gonna talk about all of them. Okay, yeah, first form of cross noun from before the 12th century. One a, a structure consisting of an upright with a transverse beam used especially by the ancient Romans for execution. I'm, pr- I'm pretty sure that most of us know that. But, you know, that was it very specifically. We'll, we'll say it again. Uh, there's, a, there's a piece that goes vertical, and there's another piece that goes horizontal, and ancient Romans and maybe others used it to kill people. 1B. This one is often capitalized... It is the cross on which Jesus was crucified. Now, is that the very, the literal one, the the very same one that he was crucified on, or just, you know, the idea of the one that he was crucified on? I don't know. Yeah, crucifixion is the name of the thing uh, when when somebody is killed on a cross, Uh, and I believe that the first part of that word Cruce, crucify, cruce, whatever that that first prefix would be, um, means cross. I think. I, I, w- I would be shocked if it doesn't. Okay, here we go. Number 2A, the synonym is crucification. Oh, no, it's crucifixion. I just read it so fast. Crucifixion, C-R-U-C-I-F-I-X-I-O-N. I-F-I. In the middle there, we've got I-F-I-X-I. To be an affliction that tries one's virtue, steadfastness, or patience. What, what would this affliction be? Number three. A cruciform sign made to invoke the blessing of Christ, especially by touching the forehead, breast, and shoulders. So yeah, when you well, <laughs> there's there's things that people say, but basically yes, you touch uh, your forehead, your chest, and then both of your shoulders, and then you are essentially making uh, a cross symbol on your body, the top part of your body. Uh, and then some people will say, what do they say? Uh, something something wallet and watch glasses something wallet and watch. I don't remember what it is, but yeah, it's just it's like a mnemonic to remember like. 
of the different places that you're pointing to. I think it's a little bit dated these days, though. 4A. A device composed of an upright bar transversed by a horizontal one, specifically one used as a Christian symbol. And that's obviously very similar to 1A. Uh, why, why they're separated? I'm not sure. This one must be slightly different. Not sure how. It's the same shape and everything. Uh, okay, before we move on to the rest of the definitions, now is probably a good time to talk about the picture because um, it says cross for A, and then it lists the 20 different crosses. Yeah, there's 20 here. There could be more in the world, but we've got 20 here. Um, and then, yeah, I will briefly describe all 20 of them and give you their name. I had no idea. Okay, so number one, it's called Latin. It's the Latin cross. And this is just the standard cross with the vertical piece. And then the horizontal piece is much shorter than the vertical piece. Maybe by half, maybe it's half as short. Uh, it looks like a lowercase t. And this is the cross that everybody thinks of. Usually. And then and then we get fancy. Number two is Calvary. 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 So it's the same cross as in number one, but below it, it looks like it's sitting on a pedestal, a three-tiered pedestal. Uh, you know, there's a, a wide horizontal piece, and then there's another horizontal piece sitting on top of that first one that's a little bit shorter, and then there's another one that's a little bit shorter, and then the cross sits on top of that. That's the Calvary cross. Number three is the patriarchal, or the cross of Lorraine. So this cross is very, very similar to the first one again. A vertical piece, a horizontal piece that's shorter. But the horizontal piece looks like, um, instead of being near the top, it's pretty close to the center. And then above that is yet another horizontal piece that's even shorter still. So it's, got, it's like a double cross, kind of. Number four, it's called Papal, P-A-P-A-L. And then this one, they took number three and then stepped it up another notch. So yeah, vertical piece, a shorter horizontal piece in the center, another horizontal piece that's shorter above that, and then there's a third horizontal piece, even shorter still, above that second one. This, the picture of this one, though, is about twice as big as the number three cross. Did they do that because they needed to make sure that they had room for the third horizontal piece or something? I don't know. Maybe it's always bigger, but uh, yeah, it's got three horizontal beams, crosses on top of a vertical one. Number five is called Cross of Lorraine. That's the same name as number three. Number three was Patriarchal or Cross of Lorraine. Number five is Cross of Lorraine. Now this one, this one, it, you, t you take a regular cross, and then you take another cross, and then you take that same cross, and you flip it upside down, and then you combine the two of those together. That's this cross. You got a vertical piece. You got the horizontal piece near the top, just like number one, but then you have another horizontal piece near the bottom, 
and it might even be a little bit longer than the first horizontal piece. But either way, it's, there's a cross near the top and a cross near the bottom, and uh, it's, it's the Cross of Lorraine. Number six, this one's called Greek, and this cross, uh, the horizontal piece and the vertical piece look to be the same length, and uh, they, they cross each other right in the center, so it looks like a plus sign. That's what it is. It's a plus sign. But it's a Greek cross. Number seven is Celtic. So we take the cross from number one, the standard cross that we think of, and we have added a circle behind it. Uh, A circle that is centered on the part where the two pieces meet. And then the circle goes almost to the end of the the horizontal piece and the top. There's a little bit extra cross past the circle, and that's that's the Celtic cross. Number eight is Maltese. Now this one, this this looks fun. Um, okay, how do we describe this one? So it's the it's the general shape of number six, which is Greek, which is the plus sign, but Instead of the beams being rectangular at the ends, they, they, they each part flares out from the center. So it's kind of like four arrows, four arrowheads pointing to the center, and then they merge there. But at the end, the outside of each of those arrowheads, the widest parts, um, they're sort of notched in at an angle. Of course, I'll probably post a picture of this whole thing on Instagram or something. But uh, but yeah, they're notched in at an angle. They're like, it's, it's sort of like double arrows. That first part is pointing towards the center. And then the actual piece is an arrowhead pointing into the center. It's very hard to describe that one. Number nine is St. Andrews. This one you take number six, the plus sign, it's equal horizontally and vertically, but then you, you rotate it. You rotate it 45 degrees, so it's kind of sitting on its side a little bit. And uh, this one looks like the multiplication symbol. It looks like an X. That is what it is. It's an X. That's the best way to describe it. Number 10 is Tau, T-A-U, and I have to assume that it looks close to the Greek letter tau, probably the capital version of it. And it kind of looks like a big T, a big capital T. Um, so it's the vertical piece is wide on the bottom and it goes in, it gets skinnier as it goes up. And then the horizontal piece sits on top. So it's not, uh, it's not crossing down a little bit, it's sitting on top. And the the ends of the horizontal piece, the top piece, uh, they sort of flare out, out, out to the outsides, and then they ca- kind of come to a point. Yeah, that's the that's the tau cross. Number eleven, it is called pomme. Maybe that's how you say it. P O M M E E with an accent on the first e. Pomme, pomme. Okay, so this cross, uh, the beams, the beams are skinnier than most of the other crosses that we've been talking about. They're so they're, so they're skinny, skinny crosses, skinny beams, and each one has basically a circle at the end of it, 
a round bulbous piece and the crosses the vertical and the horizontal pieces are crossing right in the center there they look to be about the same length kind of like number six the plus symbol but these are skinny beams with circles on the ends 12 is called botanae botany one of those probably uh so this one is uh you take number 11 with the skinny crosses and the balls and but you add each of the ends instead of just one ball at the end they have three balls on the end it sort of looks like a club if you're playing with the playing cards you got diamonds and hearts and spades and then clubs clubs have those sort of three rounded things at the end that is what is at the end of every single one of the four pieces the ends of the beams on number 12 13 this one is called Fleury. I think that's an L, F L E U R Y, Fleury. And uh, it's got some flourishes on it. It's very similar to number 12, what we just said with the clubs at the end, but instead of the clubs being rounded, they're kind of pointed. The one in the center is pointed off in the direction that it's facing, up, down, left, right. But then the other two. Uh, the, the other two balls on the side, they they curve down towards the center of the cross into a point. So uh, yeah, it look it kind of looks like a uh, a banana with the banana peel. Two pieces of the banana peel. Fourteen, it is called Avalon, maybe Avalan. Uh, this one's going to be very hard to describe. It's got the general shape. Of number six, the plus sign, equal equal beams, vertical and horizontal. But the, the beams are kind of wavy, and then they got three points at the ends of each of the beams. Essentially, that's what that is. Fifteen is called Moline, or that is pronounced some other way. All right, how do we describe this one? It's got the vertical beam. It's got the horizontal beam. This horizontal beam is uh it's going right through the center but it is not as long as the vertical beam so that's the first part vertical beam horizontal shorter beam right in the center and then at the end of every single point all four points i'll just call them points i don't know if that's accurate uh it's like it's like the beam gets split and then curved out and down uh, how how else do you describe that? Kind of looks like the uh, a whale tail. That's kind of what that looks like. You know, when the uh, the whale brings their tail up above the surface of the water, that's sort of the shape that it is, and that's at the end of every single piece. Sixteen, it's called forme or formi. Again, it's the general shape of number six, the plus sign, but instead of the beams being equal like rectangular all around they flare out very aggressively from the center and that that's happens on all four sides 17 is forche or forchi again same general shape vertical and horizontal equal size right in the center but at the ends um it's a it's a y shape basically it gets split and then the ends 
go off in 45 degree angles so it looks like a Y, like a capital Y. Why? I don't know. 18. Crosslet. Oh, it's like a it's like a little cross, a crosslet. <laughs> okay, so this one, uh, again, same, same shape, vertical, horizontal, equal size, right in the center. But in addition, each one of the pieces, top left, uh, top, top, bottom, left, right, each one of those is again crossed um, by a shorter piece that goes perpendicular to each one of the respective pieces um so it what it basically looks like is the very number one cross but all four you know rotated 90 degrees rotated again rotated again there's four of them and the bottom parts of each of them are melded together right in the center there that's what that looks like 19 is called quadrate and, uh, okay, so let's again take the general number six cross, the plus sign cross, and we're going to put a square in the center right on top of it all. The square, um, it's about half of the distance or maybe a third of the distance of the, each vertical and horizontal piece, and it just covers the whole center. It's just a square there. I don't know. That's... That's the easiest way to describe that one. It's like a small square on top of number six. And number 20, it's called potent. Potent. Um, okay, this one looks like four capital T's with their bottoms merged together. And uh, yeah, that's the easiest way to say that one. Okay, now we have to then finish the rest of the definitions. So that was 4A. Now we're going to go to 4B. It is capitalized, and it is the Christian religion. Hmm, I don't know if I realize that. The the Christian religion is also just called cross. 5. A structure as a monument, shaped like or surmounted by a cross. Six, a figure or mark formed by two intersecting lines crossing at their midpoints. Specifically, such a mark used as a signature. In the movie Dumbo, I think the mom, she just signs her name as an X. Some people, I don't know, if people didn't know how to write, I guess they would just sign their name as an X. It's a cross. Number seven, a cruciform badge, emblem, or decoration. Eight, the intersection of two ways or lines. Synonym is crossing. Nine, synonyms are annoyance and thwarting, as in a cross in love. Now I want to see a, a romantic comedy of two of those 20 crosses Falling in love. 10A, an act of crossing dissimilar individuals. 10B, a crossbred individual or kind. That uh, that thing was crossed. A liger is crossed is a cross between a lion and a tiger. A liger is a cross between a lion and a tiger. 10C. One that combines characteristics of two different types or individuals. 11a. 
a fraudulent or dishonest contest. Hmm. 10B, dishonest or illegal practices. And this is used especially in the phrase, on the cross. If I heard that, I would assume that it meant the Christ cross, but I don't know if it is. Dishonest or legal? Interesting. 12. A movement from one part of a theater stage. <laughs> a movement from one part of a theater stage to another. Uh, if you, you, because you're crossing, you're crossing across it. You go from one, the left side, maybe to the right side. And you're crossing the stage. 13A. A punch thrown over the opponent's lead in boxing. So, does that mean that they, if one person is punching with their arm and then the other person punches across that arm and hits them, that's a, is that a cross? Or, oh, maybe, no, 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 no. I think it's maybe uh, you cross, when you hit from maybe your right hand and you hit their left, their, their right side, so you're crossing your body to hit them. Is that what it is? I don't know, boxing. I should do it. It's a good exercise. 13B, an attacking pass in soccer played across the field from one side to the other or to the middle. And 14, a security transaction in which a broker acts for both buyer and seller as in the placing of a large lot of common stock. And that is called also cross-trade. Um, let's look at the etymology. I'm going to start at the most recent Middle English, from Old English, from Old Norse, or Old Irish, uh, from Latin. And then the uh, Old Norse is spelled cross with a K, and the Old Irish is cross with still with a C, but just one S. And then the Latin is crux, C-R-U-X, or the prefix, well, would you say crook or cruce, probably, C-R-U-C. That's crucifixion, cruce, cross, C. That's what I was talking about before. You didn't believe me. So it really just always stayed the word cross, just changed languages. Latin, Old Irish, Old Norse, uh, Old English, Middle English, and then Today English. This was a fun and weird episode. I hope you enjoyed it. And uh, yeah, that's it. That's uh, I guess I have to... The Cross is the word of the episode. Did you want me to say it? I said it. Uh, do I have to sing a song about a cross? This is my song about the cross. There's a lot of feelings that people have about crosses. I don't really care one way or the other. There's lots of different kinds of crosses. Latin, Calvary, Patriarchal, or Cross of Lorraine. We're not going to read them all. Hey, thank you very much for listening to this. And until next time, this is Spencer Dispensing Information. Goodbye.